All right. Hey, good evening, Grace Point. Good to have you all on board, whoever's out there watching. Father, bless our ears to hear. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to know. I pray for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Let's get right back in the Word. Last week, we left off in Matthew 15. was talking about the difference between religion and relationship, or law and love, however you want to look at it. And um, I know that's not you out there. If you're out there and you're a Christian and you've given your life to Jesus, then He's put His law in your heart. He's put it in your mind. Now, you, we do need to renew our minds. We do need to let the Spirit work in our life. If we're not filled with the Spirit, if we're not allowing the Lord to work in our life, we can look much like the religious because we're not allowing the Word to have its effect. We're not allowing the Spirit to have His effect in our lives. We can look very much like the religious, but we're not supposed to. Paul says in Ephesians 5, be being filled with the Spirit. We had the opportunity for people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit this past Sunday, but the Word doesn't say one time a little dabble do you. It says be being filled with the Spirit. So the key in the new covenant is the covenant of the Spirit is to be being filled with the Spirit. And when we're be being filled with the Spirit, then the law of God is written in our heart. We're meditating in the Word. We're renewing our mind to the Word. We're allowing the Spirit of wisdom and revelation to come into our life. The scribes and Pharisees, they weren't any different than the regular sinners. They were sinners just like the common man was a sinner. What was their problem? Why did Jesus have such a beef with them? Okay, so, so the regular sinners, Jesus was healing them and ministering to them and really pouring out mercy. Boy, I gave a good message on mercy. I don't think the church knows how good that message I gave on mercy. There's so much revelation in there. If you understood that topic, it would change your life. How everything God's given you, it's because of His mercy. It'll change your life. I wonder sometimes if people understand these things. But He was being merciful to the sinners. And they were the sinners... The problem with the scribes and Pharisees is they weren't any different than the sinners. Jesus said, I didn't come to call the righteous, I came to call sinners. The problem was all men were sinners. Isn't that what the Word says? Paul in Romans goes through that very clear. So the, the, the scribes and Pharisees, even though they had this outer righteousness, jot and tittle, nickel and dime righteousness, they still were separate from God and they needed to be justified by faith. They needed mercy. Just like the guy in Luke, is it Luke 17? Or the guy, or is it 15? The guy that says, Lord, be merciful, 17 maybe, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And the other guy says, well, I do this, this, and this. And he did this, this, and this, but he was just as much a sinner as the other guy, and he needed God's grace. Someone say amen. And that's their problem. Then they start making rules and traditions and they violate the law of God through their tradition. And Jesus said, you're hypocrites. The sinners know they're sinning. You guys are just as big as sinners, probably worse because you're hypocrites. And, and, and you violate the law of God and you create this religious structure. No, every human being is born into sin. We're born sinners. We're separated from God. That's what Paul said. We're separated from the life of God. We're alienated from God. All men are sinners. Everyone has sinned. All men are sinners. And we all need to be justified by faith, no matter how religious you are. Is it wrong to do good works? Nope. Is it wrong to give to the temple? 
Nope. Is it wrong to pray? and do? No, of course not. The key in this instruction is love. Paul said, I think it's 1 Timothy 1.5, he said the goal of the commandment, well, you should look at that. The goal of the commandment is love out of a pure heart. Flip over there. I got to read it. Hope I got it right. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.5, Now the goal or the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart and a good conscience. Isn't that beautiful? The goal of the commandment, the purpose of the commandment is love out of a pure heart and a good conscience. Isn't that amazing? And that's what the goal of the instruction is. That, and that's what it is. So in order for that to happen, we must be born again. Last week I read out of Hebrews 8, it's also in Hebrews 10, that in the new covenant, God was going to give us a new heart. He was going to give us a heart of flesh. He was going to give us a new spirit. And no one would have to teach us because God himself would teach us. That doesn't mean we don't need teachers and apostles and pastors and prophets. And it just means that God himself is going to take the responsibility through the Holy Spirit to transform us and teach us the Word of God. They needed it just as much as the sinner needed it. Okay, now as new creations in Christ, we're in a little different area now. We are born again. We are saved. The Word of God is in our heart. The law of God is in our heart as believers. We have a new identity. We're no longer sinners. We're saints. I got, I got a message on that coming. Oh, praise God. It's just so powerful. We need what the sinners needed, what the religious needed. We need mercy, just like the scribes and Pharisees did. We all do. Let's, let's go ahead and read a little further. When he had called the multitude to himself, this is verse 10, he said, Hear and understand, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth defiles a man. Then his disciples came and said to him, Do you know that what you said offended the Pharisees when they heard these sayings? <laughs> Remember I talked about meek and mild Jesus. What he said offended, the, I'd like to say in the religious. It offended them. Really, the self-righteous. The self-righteous. If you are self-righteous, Jesus will offend you. If you're humble and know that your righteousness comes from God. You know, people as believers, and I've taught this often, have this whole thing flipped around, okay? I can stand up here and boldly tell you that I am the righteousness of God in Christ, right? 2 Corinthians 5.21 or Romans 5.17. I've received the gift of righteousness. And if I tell the truth in all humility, I can stand here and say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. But do you know there are people that say, oh, that's pride. Listen carefully to this. No, it's pride if you say, well, I'm a Christian, but I'm just a worm. I'm a sinner, saved by grace, 
you know, I'm just a worm. I'm evil. The good that I would, I don't do. And, you know, no, your problem is, if that's you, is you're relying on your own self for your righteousness. I, look where the emphasis is. I am a worm. Paul said in first, I, man, I wish I could get there, but I am the chiefest. I wish I could get to that. I can't get to I'm going to have a message on that. I am the chief of sinners. He's talking about his past. It's clear from the context hermeneutically. It's always I am. Romans 7, the good that I would. I, 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 I. Whenever you have the I in there, it's always self, righteousness. I am this and I'm just this and I'm just... Yeah, because you are trying to justify yourself. You are trying to stand on your works before God and say, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. No, the man that's justified is the one that receives his righteousness as a gift. The gift of righteousness. So you can stand. It's not by works of righteousness, which I've done. I'm not standing in my own righteousness telling you that I'm the righteousness of God, but far be it. It's not based on my works. It's based on a gift that God gave me through Jesus Christ. I stand before you righteous because of Jesus. And if I say anything else, I'm in unbelief, and I'm trying to rely on my own ability to become right before God. Oh, man, Brian. Woo. Forgive me, brother. Get Flip over to Romans. And see, so people out of a false humility, will say, I'm just a worm, and I'm no... Yeah, you are just a worm. <laughs> it's time for you to be relocated. It's time for you to get a new identity, because I'm a worm, I'm a sinner, I am vile, I am no good, I'm worse than wor worthless. In my flesh, apart from Jesus Christ, but I have found a new identity. I have found a new reality. It's called being in Christ. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. And if I'm a new creation, I am not what I was. And if I am not what I was, I am no longer a worm. Praise God. Listen to this. Romans 9 says, What do we say? The Gentiles, 30 did not pursue righteousness, they've attained righteousness, even the righteousness of faith. But the Jews, Israel, pursued a law of righteousness, and they have not attained the law of righteousness. Why? Because they did not seek it by faith, but as if it were by works. Chapter 10, verse 3. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Moses described the righteousness of the law like this. The man that does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith talks like this. It goes on. If you are righteous, you're righteous because of the gift of righteousness that you have received in Jesus, not your flimsy works. And Paul says when you believe that, 
When you believe that, the fruit of it works in your life. Listen to this. When you are working for righteousness, the result is death. When you believe for righteousness, you produce fruit. Works, working, death. Believing, fruit. The fruit of righteousness by faith in Jesus Christ. You know, I'm not going to go any further. I just want you to get this, okay? Our righteousness is based solely on a gift that God has given us. When we receive that gift, we're born again. The Spirit of Jesus comes to live inside of us. And now when we walk in the Spirit by faith, by believing, that fruit is produced in our life. So I can say to you that I am the righteousness of God in Christ. If I said anything else, I'd be lying to you. We'll pick up there next week.